This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a very special episode of the TalkSport Daily. The last, yeah, I know, ah, the last now three-part series brought to you in partnership with GG Poker, the official sponsors of the World Series of Poker, which is coming to London for the very first time in 10 years from the 27th of July to the 13th of August. I'm Andy Goldstein, and today I'm joined in the studio by Tony Cascarino, ex-Chelsea Republic of Ireland striker and semi-professional poker player and presenter on TalkSport. And more importantly, no disrespect, Tone, one of the world's best poker players on the planet, Jason Kuhn, will be joining us as well. How about that? Now, of course, if you've been listening to episodes one and two, you'll know that I've been lucky enough to be speaking to and getting tips from one of the best poker players on the planet, Charlie Carroll. And, of course, the big-name poker stars continue, as I say, a big, fat, warm and hello to our next guest, who is also one of the best players on the planet, winning over $50 million, or pounds, but it doesn't really matter. Let's say hello and good afternoon and welcome to the podcast to the amazing Jason Kuhn. Hi, Jason. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Jason, thanks so much for coming on. A real pleasure speaking to you. Uh, and I'm very excited, actually, because in the last two podcasts, we were speaking to Charlie, who's won over $10 million. I understand yours is closer to, to $50 million, which is quite... For someone like myself, who is a big poker fan, but just had no idea and no inclination as just how big it can get. When you've got that kind of money and that much success, Jason, is it a job? Do you still enjoy it? Yeah, in in a lot of ways, I, I think it becomes less of a job um, and more enjoyable because for several years, I was grinding 60, 70 hours a week because I felt the need to earn and I knew that the opportunity may not always present itself. So I just stayed in the chair and my fiance, now wife, uh, but my fiance at the time, we, we went all over the world and I just kind of sacrificed my health and I grinded and and... Know that the time now is is I can slow down and play what I want, hang out with my family. So much less of a job now. And and how did you get into it? How how old were you when you first discovered poker? You know, I'm I don't have one of the conventional gambling um, stories where you know I was raised around my grandma playing penny games and <laughs> and I picked up poker from there. Mine was I, I I'm not a gambler. I'm actually just not a gambler at heart still to this day. I know that breaks breaks the hearts of several of the fans out there that want poker players to be sick degenerates and a lot of us are but for me um, I was an athlete and I was running track in university and I got injured and my roommate said hey man we got nothing else to do you want to come play a poker game with a few of my football buddies and from hand one I was just enamored by it and within a couple of months I was just completely obsessed and I somehow finished school but it was like a dream to me because all I did was stay up all night and play online poker Uh, (laughs) And it went from there. Well, Jason, I was an ex-soccer player in England, played professionally, so I've got a similar story. I fell in love with the game. Uh, I was at the very first big poker boom in the early 2000s where it just went crazy. And then mm-hmm. as you go along, you learn and you try and... Do you think the sports world really helped you because of being so disciplined? Absolutely. Understanding, um, understanding that things take a long time to improve at, you know, with, with track for me, I was a hundred meter runner and to cut a 10th of a second off my time, it might take a whole season. And with poker, it was one of those things that I really didn't get in a hurry with, with learning. I was more just enjoying the process of it. And I think athletes have that process oriented brain. And I think that that's 
that was a big deal with my early success, especially. Um, I've known Cass, who's alongside me. I've known Cass for years, and I've asked Cass's question. I've asked various amounts of sports people or footballers alongside me about the buzz they get when they score a goal. Is it the same for a thirty or forty yard screamer than it is for a tapping? They all say yes. Okay, the most most of them say goal is <laughs> yeah. a goal. Is it the same when it comes? To winning money, do you get more of a buzz if the pot is, I don't know, 10 million rather than a thousand pounds? Or is the buzz exactly the same for winning and being last man standing? You know, poker is kind of a, it's kind of an anomaly in the sense that if you're a high level professional, oftentimes you're competing against at least a few people at the table who are recreationals. And in some ways you feel obligated to be a host to them. You're not required to be, but you want everyone to have a pleasant, good time. So in a lot of ways, you have to read the room. And sometimes your biggest wins may come at the expense of someone else. And you have to kind of internalize it, at least in the in the moment. And you, it may take a day or two to unpack that feeling. So it's not quite as immediate, as visceral as, you know, scoring a goal. But the big wins are satisfying. I wouldn't say necessarily a hand of poker, but if you worked at something really, really hard and say this last stop, maybe three months ago, I I went to Triton um, in Cyprus, which is a a high roller tournament series. It was the season finale of four stops and I ended up winning player of the year and winning a couple of poker tournaments out there. And by the time that I'd gotten home, it, it was a really great feeling to see all of it come together. So it's it's um, a slower release, I would say. Jason, so as your reputation grew and, you know, you go to a table and you know all them players recognise you, know how good you are, and then you become the target. So does your poker game change slightly towards the, your opponents? Yep. So that's the beauty of poker, right? It's, it's every time you sit down, it's a different experience. And regardless how good you are, you have to make educated guesses with very little information sometimes, especially say you play the World Series of Poker main event where half of the field are amateur players who you've never seen before in your life. You have to just make a guess with 20 minutes of information. And sometimes the best players will guess correctly more often than others, but sometimes you can be dead wrong because you just never know how your perception or how other people perceive you will affect the way that they play against you. And there are radically different responses. One person will want to say, hey, I beat Jason in this big pot where I won this crazy bluff against, or I ran this crazy bluff. And then other people may say, oh, I was just happy to be there. So I just sat and kind of behaved myself. And um, so you, you have to use your social skills and and guess very, very quickly at the way people are going to play against you. So, Jason, let me ask you, there'll be people listening to this that haven't even started out on their journey, and there'll be some poker players that are keen amateurs, and um, I'm sure there's lots of different levels of players listening to this. So, with that in mind, can you give some advice out to maybe um, some essential skills or qualities that aspiring poker players should focus on, and also um, a little bit about etiquette, what the do's and don'ts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The first thing that I would say is if you want to take poker seriously, that's not just getting into poker to have a good time and play here or there on the weekends. But if you actually want to take it seriously, you have to do it because you love to do it. And I'm sure that that's the case with so many things. I, I see so many friends say, hey, can you teach me to play poker? I would love to make some extra money. 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, you don't even know if you like the game. And poker is extremely challenging and hard to win at. Um, so the first thing that I would say is just if if it happens to be a thing where you sit down and you're really inspired by high-level players and and it's something that you enjoy thinking critically about, you know, win or lose a hand if you're thinking hard about, man, did I play that correctly? Maybe it is something that you could take off at. And in order to do that, you you need to be in the chair. You need to play the game. So getting online and um sick plug, play on GG poker. It's the world's biggest poker room. Um, but get online and play online poker and play a ton of hands. It's not the same as playing live poker, but you need to build fundamentals. And the fundamentals of the game are the same, even though the human element from playing live poker is extremely different. And that's something that will take building a, a confidence in and building a comfort in altogether, which is completely different from online. The rules, the fundamentals, the reps are the same. So start by playing online, I think is, is a great bit of advice. Um, and when it comes to etiquette, just be yourself. I, I don't necessarily, if you're an introverted person and you sit down and play live poker, I don't think that it's necessary at all for you to be entertaining, um, but find places that you're comfortable to play. And if you're playing against really tough competition, my biggest bit of advice is be friendly, but also don't say too much. I think a lot of people grossly underestimate how much information that they can give away at the table just by saying a few sentences. I was going to ask you, Jason, because where we are with poker, and I've seen, I've been involved since the early 80s, I've been a player and gone through the internet boom and watched how it evolves regularly year by year. What do you imagine with AI and all the other things that are available, poker will be in 10 years' time? Yeah, that's, that is the great, that's the great question, right? But for the last 15 years, I've been hearing how poker is going to be dead. And if anything, poker is bigger today than it's ever been. And the AI stuff does present challenges. It also presents opportunities to learn, right? Uh, an AI can play a simulation, uh, it can play a hand 500 billion times in an hour, which is, you know, obviously hundreds of billions of times more hands than I'll ever be able to play in my lifetime. So to be able to utilize those tools and study why they do what they do and, and learn heuristics from them is extremely valuable, it, but it's not, it's not the golden ticket to turn you into a perfect poker player. There are so many elements to poker and being locked inside of a, a little problem that a computer solved is not playing the game and humans make mistakes humans have biases there's pressure there are hundreds of different elements of information that are in front of you that lead you to be able to exploit or be exploited so i would say embrace the ai boom embrace the technology that can help us learn more about the game and play at a higher level but I wouldn't necessarily be afraid that it's going to kill poker in the next 10 or 20 years even. For the first time in 10 years, the World Series of Poker returns to London in association with GG Poker. The World Series of Poker Super Circuit is in London from the 27th of July to the 13th of August and includes 15 gold World Series of Poker Circuit rings and a £7 million guaranteed prize pool. On top of that, you can qualify online for the £3,300 main event with a £3 million guaranteed prize pool exclusively at GG Poker. 
And just a final reminder from us that players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. Play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. With that in mind, I mean, you've been around. This this is a compliment, right? You've been around the block, all right? You're one of the, the best players on the planet. You've been incredibly successful. you won loads of money. How do you then still stay motivated and continually improve your poker skills? The biggest thing for me is I've always... I don't know if this is from being on teams my entire life, but I, I, I'm a self-motivated guy, but what really keeps me in the hunt is to mentor other players still to be in active discussions where I'm being mentored and to have some type of collaboration. So when I go to a stop like this, I'll generally have three to five friends that, you know, we can talk hands with, we can, we can take a walk in the park and, and, you know, talk about the swings that we're going through the pressure and, and that's what keeps it in, what keeps it fresh for me, especially with a couple of my closest younger friends, just kind of seeing them at the earlier stages of their career and me being able to offer them some advice and, and observe them becoming great poker players. That, that's, that keeps it fresh for me. But like I said, I play a lot less than I used to. So I get really excited whenever I sit down to play and I feel like I play my best because I'm not burnt out anymore. But listen, we get excited when you come over to London. We can't wait to see you, of course, in the World Series okay. of Poker. Thank you so much for coming on. Before I let you go, I had a bit of fun with uh, with Charlie when he was with us in the studio. I've asked Tony the question on episode two. I'll ask you because this is the last episode. Um, what's I'm curious, what's the most you've ever won in a hand and what did you have to win that hand? I can't be ex- exactly sure because... All of the biggest pots I've ever played have been somewhere in Asia, and they kind of all blur together because there it, there is a conversion. But somewhere in the neck of six million USD was one hand of poker I played, and it was aces versus kings, kind of a boring situation <laughs> where, where I had a I had aces and I won. I believe it was maybe yeah six million USD. And were you devastated? You just you. Just- couldn't cash out there and then you had to play the rest <laughs> no i could have cashed out then and there and then oh, if i wanted can, to yeah. but 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 you couldn't have peeled me off of that seat uh, <laughs> that, that was a really good game okay <laughs> when you finished did you have more or less than the six million the game that we were playing was actually a game it's a strange game where they take the twos through the fives out of the deck mm. and it's a bit of a gambling game but the way that the game works is once you get to a certain amount of money you're actually allowed to remove some chips from the table. Uh, this was actually kind of a safety measure that the the organizers of the game put into place so the, the VIP players wouldn't lose too much. Um, so I, I believe that I was, I was up substantial, but I'd never had more than that amount in front of me because I could always take chips off the table. Wow. Well, Jason, listen, I, I really look forward to, uh, to perhaps, perhaps meeting up with you and, uh, and if possible, borrowing some money off you as well. Um, <laughs> of course, you guys just come come up and credit's good with me. Okay, that's legally binding now. Um, <laughs> thank you again for your time. Have a safe journey over and uh, all the best when you come over to London as well in the competition. Cheers, Jason. Okay, thank for, you. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, sadly, that's all we've got time for today. My thanks again to all our guests over the three episodes. This has been in partnership with GG Poker, the official sponsors of the World Series of Poker, which is coming to London for the first time in 10 years from the 27th of July to the 13th of August. (laughs) 